Al, it only took us like a month. <laughs> but it's finally time to to reach the culmination of Al Experiences the Yakuza series by you experiencing a brand new game that comes out. It's true. Oh, man. The true experience. It was, it was, it was wild. It did take us a while, though. Whoops. It did take us a good while. <laughs> uh, but it was worth it in the end. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely a thousand percent worth it. True and true. That's for true. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. This is episode 253. And it's time to talk about Lost Judgment and where we lost it at. Where's Dang. that judgment? Why did I lose it? I think we lost judgment a long time ago. That's pretty true. <laughs> pretty true. Uh, this is the sequel to Judgment. It is. And the latest uh, Real Guy Gotoku studio game. So there you go. There's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this game. This was the first. Uh, Yakuza team game that came out worldwide simultaneously, which was a big surprise. Yeah, that was super surprising. Came out on September 24th, 2021 for the PlayStation consoles and the Xbox consoles. And that's it. That's it. Nothing else. And it is a... There's a whole bunch of new stuff in this game from Judgment. New story new side cases, new characters, new systems, new dog, new dog, new skateboard, a new skateboard, excuse me. All sorts of stuff. New cat friend mechanics, new cats, new city. Oh right, new city. That's kind of a big one. New city. New city. So there's a lot there's a lot that they cram into this game. Mhm. Do you remember what our final playtime was? It was like 65 hours-ish. Nice. <laughs> I want to say. Killing it. Yeah. Oh, oh, and they got rid of the, the pinball machine. They did get rid of the pinball machine, which they got rid of the pinball machine in like other versions of Judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they now replaced it with a Sega Master System, which is very funny. Yep. <laughs> you can go around buying games for it. <laughs> pretty good it's pretty good pretty good pretty good so that's pretty funny so yeah we have a whole lot that we got to talk about with this game yep whole whole lot because there's a lot that happens in this game we're probably not going to get to all of it because we don't want to be here for like seven hours talking to you about lost judgment we could but that's a long time. Yeah, we'll do the truncated version of talking about it. It's a long, long time. And I won't even lie to you, we spent most of our time, most of that like 60 hours doing like side quests and school story stuff. That's very true, yes. <laughs> so the main story is very, very good. Mm-hmm. But the chunk of our time was not spent with the main story. It's a lot of time spent with the school stories, the side stories, and just doing a bunch of other just like various side activities that we could do yep. whenever they would pop up because that was kind of what we did. And then like once we got to the end of the game, it was just like, oh, yeah, now we can just speed through the end of this game because 
we don't really have anything else to do. The funniest thing is that it like every once in a while I'd be like, oh yeah, you need to kill some time around the city before somebody comes to call you about this thing. And because we had already done everything in the city, we would just like go a few feet and it's like, oh, they're ready for you. It's like, we haven't even left like being in your like line of vision. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's really funny. They, they just knew they were just, everyone was just on the ball. Yeah. They were like, all right, cool. We're ready. Why'd you leave? We were good to go, man. It's fantastic. But yeah, we really we did spend a lot of time doing the side stuff that was pretty rad. We dated some girls. Mm hmm Some of them almost literally. Seventy five percent of them not good. One twenty five percent good. Twenty five percent fantastic. A plus best dateable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I realized when I said that, I was like, Yeah, the three of them are Quite literally, girls almost mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of women. Not good. Not good. Anyway, where do you want to start with this? Uh, I wanted to make brief mention of the two two of the new characters in this game that were they used Japanese celebrities. Ooh, Japanese as voice and likeness. Okay. Um, the one is of Akihiro Ohara, who was played by Ken Mitsuishi. He's an actor, does some stuff, obviously. Uh, and then the other is uh, Kazuki Soma, who is played by Hiroshi Tamaki, who also an actor, sings a lot as well. And apparently plays uh, the main character in Way of the House Husband in the live action version of it. Which oh. is probably, that, that would be a very weird <laughs> jump between the two. <laughs> yeah, that wow. All right. So that's something funny. Oh, boy. I mean, it's no beat Takeshi, but. No. You can't always be beat Takeshi. You can't always be beat Takeshi. That's that's for true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's start with some um, development about this game. Okay. Because this game kind of just came out of nowhere, and then they were like, "Hey, it's coming out soon." And we we're like, "Okay, cool." Yep. Yay. Yay. Let's see here. Lost Judgment is the directorial debut of Kazuki Hosokawa, who aims to make it superior to his predecessor, from which he worked as producer while attempting to also create an appealing narrative. He claims, about a year ago, when we were in the initial phase of development, there was no lockdown in Japan, and the situation wasn't as severe. But once we entered the final stages of production, things were getting serious and it became harder to communicate. There was a loss of speed, and we wished we were able to discuss things faster. If we were in person, we would have been able to do that, and so it was definitely a cause for stress. As a result, Hosokawa claims that he wanted the staff to be comfortable in the making of it. They aimed to properly balance the different types of gameplay, fight, puzzles, trailing, and disguises. Which, of course, they're talking about the... The COVID-19 pandemic, obviously, because that is still an ongoing issue in every aspect of life. Yep. Also, they didn't even put in the fact that there's a rhythm game. Wow. What about that type of gameplay? It's There's so much gameplay. <laughs> Although Judgment was a spinoff of the action series Yakuza, which became an RPG with Yakuza Like a Dragon, executive director Toshihiro Nagoshi and producer Kazuki Hosokawa claimed that Judgment would stay true to the action system originally developed for Yakuza. The open world from Yokohama features a high school which is which was based on real life. Nagoshi claims Lost Judgment was made thanks to the positive responses towards Judgment and thus aimed to improve the system based on the feedback. And then the game came out. <laughs> yep. Although Judgment was originally titled Judge Eyes in Japan and Asia, Sega liked the naming of the for the Western version, resulting into Judgment being part of the sequel's title even in Eastern territories. 
The plot was written to be realistic, something the staff found challenging while providing themes seen as sensitive to the audience like bullying as well as what as what as what should people call justice with the latter being explored through Yagami's characterization. The youth drama is meant to be balance the dark storytelling based on how Yagami interacts with teenagers. And this cast, is that dark too. Yeah. The cast features multiple returning and new characters. According to Yagami's Japanese actor Takaya Kimura, the story is deep and suspenseful, but also features lighter scenes like the school stories. Hosokawa claimed that the school interactions reveal a unique side of Yagami's character. Uh, Hiroshi Tamaki focused on realism when recording, comparing the entire game with a film. His first work in video in video game, the actor found it as an out-of-body experience. He describes Soma as looking like aloof and clearly perceptive, but hides a true persona he wanted the fans to look forward in the game. Uh, Ken Masushi requ- uh, recalls Judgment was popular within the acting world, so he felt engaged when he- being offered the role of Akihiro Ehara. He did not find troubles understanding his character, especially thanks to the motion capture. As a result of the two crimes that Ehara claimed, claiming he committed, Mitsuishi said that his character was given a mysterious air. Akira Nakao reprises his role of Ryuzo Genda, who often mentors Yagami. The actor noted that he became highly popular thanks to Judgment, especially within the young demographics. <laughs> That's funny. And then they put in Sonic the Fighters, because, yeah, of course you would. I forgot about that. And then they put music in the game. <laughs> it says despite Judgment Yagas is taking place in the same universe, there will be no crossovers. That is a lie. That is actually a lie. It's a lie. There is a le- there is a crossover. Mm-hmm. Although it's very brief. It's more of a cameo. Than it a- is a cameo than a crossover, but there is a legitimate meshing of the two. Yes. There is. And we both were just like, Ooh! Yes. It was exciting. Uh, let's talk about localization. Okay. Because, like Judgment, this uh, this is an English dub, and, and it's Judgment really good. was the the first game since Yakuza One from this team to put have an English dub. So, uh, the English recording studio was made in PCB Productions, owned by Keith Aram, with major aid by Vicky Lee. The translation was done by Jun Takagi, shored up with support from Shun Fukuda and Mino Iwasaki. Josh Malone, who worked on Yakuza Like a Dragon and Shinada in the Yakuza remasters, stepped up in a big way to handle voiceover. He was supported by Shervin Zade, Sean Gannon, and Stephanie Spoletti, who was also a Like a Dragon vet. Uh, localization producer Scott Strickart said that Lost Judgment might be one of the most challenging works he has done due to the multiple requirements, including the dual audio, the multiple subtitles, and the game being released for four consoles. Nevertheless, he believes he has already produced similar content ever since Yakuza 0. Multiple words have to work in multiple situations, which Strickar considered a localization challenge. Consider a localization challenge. This is very poorly worded. <laughs> yeah, a lot of There's this a- wiki is. Yeah. There's also the chatter post in the Buzz Researcher that the- use variables for the keywords players are searching. Strickar considered this one of the most challenging parts of making the game's localization. Having felt nostalgia from the years he localized the heavily school-themed game Persona 4, Strickart claims that the narrative involves multiple dark elements involving students, involving bullying, or suicide. Although Judgment is not a popular game, which I don't know if that's necessarily true, Strickart finds finds it challenging releasing the game at the same time as the director's cut of Death Stranding, a game by the famous Hideo Kojima. That's a weird line to put in there at the end. (laughs) Yep! Like, dog, this is a new game, and the other one's a game that's been out for a while. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, for the English version, many of the previous voice actors returned, but Strigger said some were replaced for logistical reasons. 
Greg Chu noted that the predecessor helped to properly develop Yagami to the point he seemed like another person when quitting his lawyer occupation as he took a liking to being a humble detective. This was mostly seen through the scene where Yagami tells Kaito that they should search for a lady's cat as part of their job in a pleased manner, something the localization team enjoyed recording. As a result, he claimed that for the sequel, the, the game kind of teed me up to be really in that Yagami mindset where, yeah, I love being a detective, but some cases are a real bummer and super boring. <laughs> However, in regards to the narrative, he claimed that he had to keep living the character due to new elements being provided. He believed that Lost Judgment explores more of Yagami's anger, something the first game did not focus on. Aside from Chun reprising his role as Yagami, returning cast members include Crispin Freeman as Masaharo Kaito, Brian, McD Mac uh, Brian McNamara as Ryuzo Genda, Mark Witten as Fumiya Sugiera, River Vite as Makoto Sukumo, Joe... Z uh, you know how to pronounce this one. I actually don't, but oh. Zieja? Zieja as Issei Hoshino, Steve Bloom as Toro Higashi, and Jeremy Lee as Mafuyu Fuji. New English cast members include Art Butler as Akihiro Ehara, Brent Mukai as Daimu Akutsu, Todd Habercorn as Jin Kawana, Erica Lindbeck as Yoko Sawa, Kaylee Mills as Mami Koda. I forget how to pronounce her name. Xanthi Wynn? That sounds right. As Kyoko Amasawa, Sung Won Cho as Tesso, Edward Bosco as Kisuke Watanabe, and Alex Lee as Shinya Kawai. Returning actors such as Matthew Ying Kang, Jameson Price, Yuri Lowenthal, and Keith Silverstein voice new characters entirely, being Kazuki Soma, Yuko o Yuzo Okuda, Sato Takano, and the owner of Bar Siren, respectively. Amy Castle does not return to voice Saori Shirasaki in the sequel and is replaced by Stephanie Shea. Which is wild. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, this has the same thing as Judgment and Yakuza 7, where depending on which dialogue or like which voice sub you're using, there is different subtitles for that specific dub. Mm -hmm. So Japanese one has a different one compared to the English dub one, which is basically the same, just, you know, there's localization changes yep. given for the script and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then they put out some DLC for this game, which is somewhat surprising because usually there's not a whole lot of like DLC for these games. Mm-hmm. Specifically with the third piece of DLC that's coming out later in mm -hmm. 2022. Uh, it launched with the Detective Essentials pack, which comes with new skins for the dog. You get an additional skateboard. You get more girlfriends. And then the second DLC is the School Stories expansion pack, which uh, gives you new items. You get new people to fight in the boxing gym. The boxing style is added as an actual fighting style and all that sort of stuff. And there's a couple other things, I think, as well. Like, there's a... Robot club, robot you can use, and there's a new bike for the biker club, and maybe a couple other things, but yeah, those are like the main things. And then the third DLC coming in spring of 2022 is the Kaito Files, which is a story-based DLC. With Kaito! Starring Kaito, which again is very surprising because there usually is not story DLC for Yakuza games. Nope. So that is very interesting. And all, that, that, that whole DLC thing was interesting as well because of the whole, like, there was issues with uh, the Japanese actor who plays Yagami. Yep. And his agency and Sega. Yep. To where, like, a, like people don't know if they're going to make another game with him in it. If they decide to do another Judgment game. Because things have been very weird with them. Yeah. Like his management team specifically. Right. So I was asking you, like, I wonder if this DLC is, like, them testing out the waters of Kaito as the new pro tag or mm -hmm. what they'll do. But um, I don't know. It, it's interesting. 
Yeah, I was, I was real curious to see like with how the way with the way this game ends, if like they were going to set something up in that case. Yep. As like a a way to you know leave themselves an out just in case they have to use it, but that definitely is not the case here. Maybe the Kaito DLC would. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, the good thing about the DLC is that you get the only good girlfriend from it. It's true. That is very true. God, she rules. She rules. Especially because if you played the base game without it, you would only have the one. Ugh, yeah. Which is not as fun. No. 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 Sorry, you're gonna have to edit that later, and you're gonna hate me for it. I'm not editing it. You're you. You think I'm lying? That ain't getting cut. Oh no! Well, I meant more that you're gonna have to hear it. You're gonna be like, mm, "Why'd she make that sound?" I mean, you make that sound all the time. That's nothing new. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Exactly. Um. So, one thing that I I do want to uh, mention with Lost Judgment is that there are some things that have been changed and I want your opinions on them, such as like the tailing and how that's that's different. There is less tailing in this game. A lot less tailing. And I'm very happy about that. I also really like the idea of them kind of making cover more dynamic instead of it being very rigid of like, you can only go to these specific things. Uh-huh. So that makes it a lot better. But also just the idea of them making less tailing is a big A plus in my book because god I hated tailing in the other game because they really overdid it no they um, super did and then the whole like mechanic of like oh I can check my cell phone oh man I'm looking for a signal woo yeah those were okay like they weren't really groundbreaking or anything but like it was something different to do mm-hmm. to kind of break up the monotony of everything else that you do so like it gives you something else that's you know detective-y so I thought that stuff was okay. Um, chase sequences are basically the same. Yeah. Like, there's nothing super new there. Uh, I like the third fighting style they added for this game, which is more like, it's supposed to be more like counter focused and you can do stuff like that, but also it's very good for crowd control and you can, like, you know, disarm people with weapons and all that sort of stuff. Was that the snake one that has the really yeah. good, like, cheek slap move? The green one, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can intimidate people to like dying essentially with heat actions um i also really enjoyed the fact that they took out the the uh the life bar damaging mechanic yeah so where you don't get locked your life bar does not get locked away if you take like excessive damage or like gunshots or something like that or damage from enemies who are in their heat mode that's a real big improvement yeah because i did not like that in the other game either no that was annoying (laughs) Yeah, so like that, getting rid of the, that that kind of stuff was pretty smart. Um, I think giving you like a skateboard or just something to kind of like move around town quicker was a smart idea, especially because Ijincho is such a bigger area than Kamarocho is. Yeah. So like having to run around that or like having to fast travel all the time would have been rough. Mm-hmm. So like giving you a, a, an option to kind of just like move around town at a quicker pace and also you know you can just do some fun stuff here and there it was a another good addition i think Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, like they there's a lot of good stuff that they added to this or like improved upon from stuff that's in the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about this when we were playing, but like they kind of just replaced the friend system with essentially the the school stories part of the game. Yeah, because that basically just becomes that aspect of it, which I think is for the best because the friend system and judgment was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's a lot of people you have to go meet and do all that sort of stuff for. Whereas this, like, you still have a, you'll still meet a lot of people, but, like, it's more condensed and there's just, like, an overarching story involved with it. So, like, there's always something you feel like you are pushing for, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. It's way Rather more with, contained. Yeah. And, and with the friends, you're kind of just, like, oh, going around and meeting people and there may not be necessarily story involved with it. So. Mm-hmm. The only part I think of the school stories I didn't like was the robotics club, just because I didn't like the robotics club mini game. Yeah, so that was the other thing I was going to ask you is like the new mini game. So there's the rhythm mini game with the dance club. There's the mm-hmm. robotics club, like robot um, fighting mini game. Um, there's the boxing. There's the death races. Mm-hmm. There's the skateboarding, obviously. Um, am I missing any? Uh, there was the casino, but that was basically just baked into the game anyways. Right. Um, esports club where you just went and played virtual fighter, so that's just baked into the game. Photography club was a photography club. I guess was a little bit more different because like you actually had to like be very specific with your photographs and everything, mm-hmm. and that took advantage of like the photo mechanics right. and all that. Um, there's another one, but I'm blanking on it. With the the girls club, that you had to like. Yeah, the girls' club is basically just. Yeah, that's basically just like their replacement for cabaret clubs. Mm-hmm. So, it's a different aspect of that, but it's basically that same idea. Yeah. What was the other one? So on the bottom, there's skateboarding, photography, casino, girls' club, esports. Or did I ever see esports, skateboarding, photography, girls' club? What's the last one I'm missing? I don't know. I don't remember either. Wee. Wee. Now I feel dumb. Yeah, same. But, mo- but most of the stuff on that like bottom row is kind of like not as intuitive or just like as blown Important. out as the top row is. Right. So there is that. Um, but yeah, like the Robots Club, I think minigame was just eh. And it involved kind of like you have to go back and forth trying to find crafting materials and all that. So like that kind of made you want to do it less than the others, let's say. And your partner um, robots were dumb as hell. Yeah, that's true. the 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 rhythm game was took a while to get used to because mm-hmm. the way they kind of just set up the buttons just felt weird. But once you get used to it, you kind of just understand it. Um, I and like the costuming boxing. Is good. Costuming is real good, and all the special moves. Boxing was fun. I really liked going around and punching people. That was mm-hmm. a lot of good times there. Yay. And also and the, having Keith Silverstein cheer you on. Yeah. And then like the boxing mechanic as well just kind of felt pretty good. So mm-hmm. it was a fun time. Um, death races, I think, lasted maybe a bit too long. Yes, I agree. But like I didn't think they were bad per se. No. Just long. Yeah. So yeah. I think like like I said, like I think the robotics one is probably the worst of those. But that's just because I think that that mini game was just, eh. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's worth it to get through like all that and to see like the stories and stuff so right which is good very very good like i mean i told you like when we finished that whole school stories arc i was like i would have played just a game that was that yeah no it, it was amazing and only that it was really entertaining mm-hmm and as I mentioned before, we put a lot of time into the school stories because one, like, you know, it's it's fun getting to know these characters. These kids are weirdos and we like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like actually watching you like participate in the clubs basically was is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And and as as we mentioned, the costuming and the special moves for the dance club were just like so funny. It's one of the things that, like, the Yakuza series is really good at as a whole is, like, when they create these, like, good slice-of-life moments. Mm-hmm. And this, the school story's part of that is basically that in a nutshell. Yeah. So, basically, here's this big slice-of-life thing that also incorporates some other stuff from, like, the previous game as well. But, you know, overall, it's just, like, you going around helping these kids in, the, in their various clubs and uncovering some secrets here and there. Mm-hmm. Fun time. Yeah, it was it was really really cool, and it also had some like, depending on what was going on, some brevity to the the story that was pretty heavy at times. Yeah, it's like, oh man, somebody got murdered. Well, let's go dance with the the rabbits. <laughs> I've said rabbits. That's a rabbit zoo. <laughs> I will never get over the fact that they didn't dub it whenever they said that throughout the dance competitions, but then they did dub it near the end. Mm-hmm. I will never get over that. It was very funny. It was hilarious. Hilarious. But yeah, sometimes when people get murdered, you just gotta hop, step, rabbit, zoo. Or go box. Or go box. <laughs> go beat up Kaito. <laughs> Poor Kaito. While Keith Silverstein yells obscenities at you. Yeah, that's that's for true. I like how the, the wiki was like, oh yeah, Keith Silverstein was the, the siren bar owner. I was like, hmm... He was the boxing guy. Yeah. He was also the siren bar owner. But he's there he, quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did he did a few things, but boxing guy was iconic. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um It felt like there was a lot there was fewer side cases throughout the game. Like there's definitely fewer side cases you got through the detective agencies. Mm-hmm. Because the other game, that was primarily where you got them from. Right. There's a long list of them. Whereas here, there's maybe like 10 you get from detective agencies. Other Everything else is either like you just get it through town. Um, I think there's like three or four each for all the datables. So that mm-hmm. takes up another chunk. Um, and then there was that whole quest line of like the illegal detective detective agency thing. So that was a whole other thing as well. So it it made it feel like there was less, but like there really wasn't because there's still like 50 plus side cases you can do. Right. But for whatever reason, it just felt like there was less of those that you had to go around and do. I don't know. That could have just been me, but you saw how I play these games now and just how thorough I was with this game in particular. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that's fair. We did we did all the school story stuff. We completed that. We did every side case. 54 54 mm-hmm. we fought Amon, so that's that's that and then we beat the story so and even doing all of that only 40 percent completion <laughs> god 
which of course all of that is tied into like you know like the town go stuff which is like go play go eat at every restaurant eat everything at every restaurant go buy everything at every store and all that bullshit right so like i'm not doing all that stuff that's way too much but i wanted to make sure i got through like all the school story stuff did all the side cases and obviously the the main story like those were like the three main objectives and we were able to do all that just took a while it's good Wow. <laughs> we didn't even like stop and play any master system games no we, we didn't. bought them all but then never played them which like i have no affinity for master system games so i think that's probably the problem there right like i don't know any of these games i know them by name but like i don't know them know them no i'm just like look at these games all right cool <laughs> anyways <laughs> Let's go play Sonic the Fighters. Yeah. Which, and then be like, oh, this game sucks. This game's bad. <sighs> so, yeah, I think that's the main gameplay stuff with this. Mm -hmm. Unless there's anything else you want to bring up that I'm forgetting. That's all I can think of. All right. It's a lot of game. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, obviously, we're not going to go through the entirety of the plot because, like I said earlier, that would take a long, long time. Mm -hmm. But I think it's probably better just to hit a bunch of like the the key points and yes. go through them for there. Yes. Um, I know one of the things that this game has been criticized for mm -hmm. is the way that it has like very dark themes in this story yes um specifically there is like you know a lot of this game centers around a sexual assault yes and how that is tied into a whole bunch of stuff that you know unravels throughout the plot but that point i think in particular is one of like kind of the main points people look at and pick apart because mm -hmm. they, they don't know if necessarily the game has the brevity to push that forward as a plot point especially mm -hmm. with where it goes Right. Um, how like do you think this game handled all that stuff well, or could it have done better, or do you think this is a case of like, you know, video games are video games, and this is about as good as they're going to, or are good at or as bad as they're going to do this sort of uh, topics? So I, I I understand why a lot of people would be like. Oh, you know, this is, this is not, and I even mentioned when we were playing it, like, you know, it kind of sucks that a lot of this hinges on a sexual assault mm -hmm. being fake. Yes. Um, like that does kind of suck. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will not lie. Um, I don't think that that necessarily makes it like a bad game and I'm not really going to fault it for that. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, I. I understand narratively why it's there, um, but it is a problem that like women don't get taken seriously as it is. So, you know. right, yay! Now we have a game that's like, oh yeah, this woman totally lied. Woo! Um, and I think that the problem with that, and I don't know if it will necessarily be the case, um, but a lot of the capital G gamers are some of the people who like parrot that whole like, oh, you know, these fake, fake, um, 
my, accusations. My accusations, thank you. Fake accusations, you know, they're out here to ruin men's lives and they could just say whatever they want. Blah, 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 blah. Like, so many of these are fake. Like, a lot of the, the, the Venn diagram there is a circle. So, I, I worry a little bit about that because capital G gamers are not really known for um, being nuanced and really thinking critically about things. Right. Um, but then again, maybe they'll stay away from lost judgment. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think on the other side of this, um, it, it shows like something that Yakuza games and, and Yakuza tangential games are really, really good at, which is like, there's a, a dark underbelly to a lot of things that may seem fine on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that character in particular is a very good example of that. Mm-hmm. That like everything about her seems pretty freaking great until you really start to get to know what she's doing. You're like, oh God, she's like accessory to a few murders at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and all she really cares about is like this one thing not coming out and she will do whatever it takes to avoid that happening. And so I think that like the idea of like, yeah, there's always, there are always going to be people who are very self-serving like that. That's fine. And like in comparison to what some of the other characters do, like it's, it's ultimately like, eh. um, where I was going with all this is that, yeah, it sucks. Um, but I don't think that it makes it like a bad game and it doesn't really hinder my enjoyment of the game. Okay. It's more of a just like, well, that could have been done differently, but yeah, I'm not really surprised that it wasn't. Yeah. What do you think? I, I agree with everything you said. Basically kind of my thoughts on it. Cause like, I mean, look, the Yakuza series has never had sometimes the best way of dealing with issues regarding sexuality and you know all of that especially i mean yakuza 7 had problems with this as well yeah and problems with some other stuff regarding like people lower on the totem pole of society let's Mm -hmm. say so it's something that i'm not surprised that they kind of fumble a little bit Mm -hmm. here and there um I mean, if you look at it, like, outside of the realms of, like, hey, hey, this is kind of, this is messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes for a pretty wild narrative plot point, per se. But, like, you can't obviously just look at it in that, with those exclusive, like, super blinders on. Um, right. So, like, yeah. It's definitely fumbled, I think. Like, you could, you could definitely get from plot A to plot B in a different way, but... I, I think the way that they're trying to go for this is like it's almost shock value but like the way these cases are linked makes it I guess more shocking because you would you would think the way that Ehara's original um verdict is given to him mm-hmm. 
would be like that's so like denigrating why would you put yourself through that right but then once you realize like what it's done in favor for it's like well, that's even more messed up you're just messed up in general dude yeah you are you are a show of a person so like you could have easily done i think something else for you know the first point of this yeah but i don't know if it would have been as like shocking or like wild if it was something else because like really what else would you be able to do that is that bold and gets you on camera so much besides like robbing something i guess and I yeah. don't think that's, like, as, like, ooh, whoa, look at this guy. He's a real piece of trash. Yeah, I don't think so. And the thing is, is that, like, he's he's a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, a really bad thing for a cop to be caught doing this. Um, and the fact that he's constantly able to say, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a nasty pervert. You should just lock me up. I'm done. Like. He's he's purposefully leaning into this like really really negative perspective that you get from doing this mm-hmm. that I don't think you would have gotten as much um, with any other crime that people are like this guy is a scumbag and he needs to put it away and even um uh sorry is like yeah this dude sucks like I'm his defense lawyer but like this is a crime that's in- unforgivable. Like yeah, I don't she, I don't know like what else you could do that really creates that kind of like feeling in people outside of this. Except for murder. Except for murder. <laughs> Which we right. get to and later, obviously. We, we get like, to that. And I also think that um like I know that a lot of it was staged, but also mm-hmm. I think that um like the fact that so many people were like willing to step up to like keep him under control. Um, before like the cops could get there mm-hmm. because not all of those dudes who held him back were staged um, and I think that that like publicness of it is part of what makes it like so heinous in the eyes of like if he was stealing something alright cool like you're probably not going to see a crowd of dudes like holding him in place until he can get arrested you're probably no. not going to see that definitely not so it becomes like a whole thing of like we we have to protect like the quote unquote like weak of society and we have to step up and do our part and this guy sucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I think you're right that that like what else would you have done? Right. I mean, it's one of those questions that like I I don't know the answer of. So no, I don't either. But yeah, um, I guess like like the original judgment, this game takes on like some interesting ideas of like societal norms and all that sort of stuff. Whereas, you know, original judgment was like, you know, what do you do if you have something that can be a benefit to society, but is very hurtful to a few? Do you go for the greater good or do you, you know basically try and stop it because it's hurting other people right whereas this is you know about like a lot of corruption and you know various aspects of you know government policing all that sort of stuff and um looking at how people each individual person i guess looks at how they feel about their own version of justice and like 
what are they going to do when someone wrongs them? Like, mm -hmm. how do they respond to that in particular? And also, you know, there's a whole other subsection of this that revolves around the idea of bullying and like, why do people are, why are people obviously continuously doing bullying? Why do they keep getting away with it? You know, what happens to the victims of bullying? How are they supposed to feel? What happens to the victims' families of bullying? How are they supposed to feel and take this? So, I think they they try and meld a whole lot more different aspects of of all of that into this game. Whereas, like with Judgment One, it was kind of just like one particular thing, right? So that can make things a little bit more messy. But like, and specifically because these are very touchy subjects, I think to kind of try and balance all together. What you mean, like murder and suicide and bullying and mm -hmm. all that? It, it, it's it's not easy to talk about. What? I know, very surprising. What? Man, yeah, it 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 gets dark. Yeah, it really gets dark, and I mean, there's also like. The whole concept of like vigilante justice that you have to deal with here too. Yeah, that is hundred percent true. So you know, a, a lot of times you're like, I mean, for lack of better terminology, cool motive still murder. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of times you're like, yeah, that dude probably deserved it. He kind of sucked, but also like maybe don't murder him. Cool motive, still murder. Cool motive, still murder. Th that basically could be the subtitle of this game, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really could be. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny. Oh, man. Uh... Man, where do we really begin with this game outside of just like talking about those story beats? Because there's like, despite you know us doing a lot of side stuff, there's a lot to this game. There's a lot to this game, and as you mentioned before, like we cannot get into all of it. We'd be here all day. Mm -hmm. Um, interesting. The the wiki says the main theme of the story will involve whether or not Yagami will defend the law or enact justice. The more is he involved with the case. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... It, it goes places. Yes. It definitely goes places. And, um... Like, I was just thinking about the fact that, like, I, I got a text message from Woody pretty early on when he was playing it. And he's like, yeah, I don't know about this detective agency. Like, one of the first things I did was beat up a bunch of high school kids. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah, you did. Um, but I, I do think that, um, like, it's worth mentioning that uh, Sugiura and uh, Sukumo decided, like, oh, hey, we're going to create a detective agency in, in Yokohama. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why you're there in the first place. Like, it's not just like a random, like, oh, hey, we we built this city and we got to put you in there somehow. So they're like, um, narratively, uh, they moved there to do a detective agency. All right, cool. Now you can come here. Yay. Um. So you end up like 
getting hired to investigate like bullying at the the school mm-hmm. um that was uh Serio high is that how you pronounce yes. it um so that's like where you really like get get the the beginnings of the story is in in the school before that is just not so much um it's more of a reintroduction of like hey you remember these people they're all here yay everyone's here everyone's here um but yeah a lot of it is really hinging on on that that whole bullying and suicide thing and um we'll say dead body really gross mhm that dude's seen better days mhm like several better days yes maybe a month or two better days yeah i don't remember how long he'd been there like was it a month? It had been a while. It'd been a bit, yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah, it's gross. Two months. Two months is what this says. Stinky. Um, yeah, those those poor fire dudes are like, oh man, there's some arrows pointing this way. What's what's under that thing? What's under the tarp? Oh no. And they just like I'm sure they smelled something, right? I think they do. Because, like, oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Like, that that would smell terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how, like, neighbors didn't complain about the fact that that would smell terrible. Um, Like, I know that that actual building was, like, abandoned, but that building had to have had neighbors, and the windows were always open. You would think someone would be like, man, something smells here, but eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like they pull off the tarp and his like, head even wobbles, which makes sense because he had his throat slit. Um, like, Jesus Christ, that was gross. Mm-hmm. There's buggies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yucky. Um, we're going to have to do a content warning on this, by the way. Yeah. Just as a heads up. We're gonna have to do like a suicide bullying type kind of yeah content warning sexual most assault. definitely um just just as a side note yeah um, a, a programming note here um but yeah where do, how do we how do we attack this so let, let's just set how set things set the story up I guess okay so. Like you said, you know, you get called to Yokohama to go investigate bullying at the school and everything. And then eventually you get called in by Saori as well to be like, hey, look into this murder that happened because I was defending this guy. Apparently he was, you know, he sexually assaulted a woman on a train. He got found guilty for it. And then once the guilty verdict was read, he was like, hey, by the way, there's this body in a Jinsho of this this dude. It's in this building. Go find it. That's that's where he's going to be. And lo and behold, that's where he is. And the dude they find is Hiro Mikashiba. He was a student teacher at Serio High before he was murdered. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of wraps everything back up into the school where you learn that, like, he was apparently a person who bullied this other kid who wound up committing suicide because of bullying. And the father of the kid who committed suicide was Ahara, who was the mm-hmm. guy who was just found guilty for sexual assault. Right. 
So everything starts to kind of come all connected and everything. And the the teacher, um, I'm. It starts with an S. Sawa. Sawa. Sawa like feels responsible for mm -hmm. the whole situation, like because she was the teacher of them. So she was the teacher. Mikashiba like was under her while he was working there, and like there was a lot of things all tied up there together mm -hmm. that. Like Ahara sues the school eventually because he's like, well, I gotta, I gotta, someone's gotta be responsible for this, and the school and like their lawyers basically strong arm Sawa from actually testifying what she saw because she eventually does see Ahara's kid like come up to like the roof and he's like bloody, and Mikashiba's looking for him, and then he eventually tells her like, hey, this is what's happening, mm -hmm. and she gets very distraught about this because she's basically bullied into not testifying, so the school looks good. And eventually, you know, the court rules are like, oh, we couldn't find evidence of bullying, so sucks to suck. And that basically leads Ahara to, like, ah, mad. Justice was not served. But that's that's still, like, the tip of the iceberg with this story. Yep. Um, you eventually find, like, this group of hooligans that are roaming around Kamarocho who are called RK, which are just, like, relics of the disbanded tojo clan because that still has ramifications from the end of yakuza 7 yep so like they're just like a new form of a gang essentially that roams around but they're not necessarily following the the yakuza traditions and all that sort of stuff uh they're led by soma and uh, Ak akatsu akatsu where soma's like the the creepy dude and akatsu's like your more traditional yakuza looking dude yep and, and is really 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 wanting kaito mm -hmm. he wants kaito also they're looking for this dude named shinya kawaii yep originally in, in kamurocho so that leads to that portion of the game and then you also meet uh jin kuwana in, in yokohama who is the handyman quote mm -hmm. unquote and then he helps you um fight off the the leo Mong, which um yes tasso is the leo Mong, um like captain at that point right mm-hmm He's the claw good. man. He's claw man. Tasso is like one of the best additions to this game, period. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. What a good character. So basically that's kind of your setup for this game. Like that's like the first like couple of chapters. Yeah. And then everything kind of just goes completely off the rails. Yes. Once Not you in a bad way though. <laughs> once you learn exactly what's happening in the game. Yeah. Which, uh, so the whole thing with Kawana is a very wild ride. Yes. Because, like, the whole, like, for a lot of the game, you're, like, trying to figure out, okay, who is this guy? Because RK eventually want, are trying to find him. Mm -hmm. He shows up at Sawa's apartment. Mm -hmm. And then Sawa gets murdered by yep. RK. And yep. Yagami by the whole time. specifically. Yeah. And Yagami's like, how is this guy connected and everything? What's going on? What's the connection? And it leads you on this, like, very wild goose chase of trying to find him, trying to find information about him. And then you eventually just learn that, like, oh, by the way, he's he was the teacher for uh, this kid who was also bullied that jumped to his who tried to commit suicide by jumping off the roof, but is now in a coma for thirteen years. And um, what was the what was the deal with him? Mitsuru Kusumoto was yes. um, the, the he was son. Sawa's uh, classmates, and that's why she was so yes. bothered by the bullying that she had to deal with when she was a teacher, because she also witnessed it at her school and everything. So that's how she was connected to that. Um, yeah, Mitsuru is basically also like the son of the vice 
foreign or the vice minister of the Department of Health now. So like he's and he's been in a coma for he's been in a coma years. for thirteen years. So that all happens. Um, and then you also learn that Kawana was the teacher of that class when and, all this was happening. And you find the the USB in his lighter or in his cigarette pouch thing mm-hmm. that it has like hidden cam footage of like the day Mitsuru goes to commit suicide because he's getting bullied. Yep. And you find in that footage, you find Shinya Kawai, who RK has been looking for, who's mm-hmm. now, we presume, is dead because that's what they they tell you. Yep. You find, um, what's her face? Uh, you know, what's her face? What's her face? The gal. The um, gal. I gotta remember her name. The gal. Um, I mean, I have I have ways to look this up. Okay. I don't remember. Yui Mamiya. Yui Mamiya. Who? So she is the the lady that Ahara gropes on the train mm-hmm. and is the victim of the sexual assault. But she's in this footage bullying this kid, and there's a couple other students in there that you you recognize because they had um, spotted you when you were looking at the crime scene of Mikoshiba. Yep. So like all of this is connected, yep. and then you f- you basically come to the conclusion that the whole sexual assault case was a fabrication, where with everyone the help of Gavin, with yes, where everyone's working together with Ahara on this, and then you eventually learn that Kuwana, once he was like he quit being a teacher, he basically became like this vigilante justice that went around murdering bullies in yep. around Japan. Yep. He's got a body count of like at least seven. Yeah, and you're just like, what the f is going on? So like, and like all of those students know about this because he basically came to them later and was like, hey, I have this footage. If you don't want it coming out, you're gonna help me with all these stuff I want to do. So like, he makes all of them basically accessories to his murders and everything. Has him help him like kidnap people, and then that's how Kawhi ended up getting thrown in a van. Mm-hmm. It's like this is very messed up. It's super messed up. Very it's messed so up. It's so messed up. And like the whole time he's like he he has to like convince himself of like or he he's trying to convince others of like why he's he's just in his doings. Yes. By being like, "Oh, you know, these bullies they get off, they're able to go live lives and everything, but their victims are, you know, traumatized for life and all or this dead. sort of stuff." Or dead. You know. So like, why do they get to go live lives and be happy when people they completely destroyed or are gone or just messed up in general mm-hmm. so like they they deserve they those victims deserve justice and i'm going to be the one that gives it to them um and that's basically the same reasoning with ahara because ahara was someone who kawana came to with this opportunity and he was like yeah i'm gonna take this yep well, let's do it definitely gotta murder that guy and he basically kind of has the same like uh understanding of justice in his own way that's similar to Kawana. Like, you know, I went through the courts and I tried to do this the legal way. The, the law did not help me. The law right. is f- And I'm going to, by doing this whole sham of, you know, the sexual assault verdict that's going to make him only serve six months in prison or something and then get out even though he murdered this dude, like, I'm going to show the everyone that the law is a sham and that you can't trust it. There's yep. no reason to. Like, it's all just a fraud. And the whole time Yagami's just like, uh, I mean, I get why you did this, but. 
Also saw was dead, and that's not cool. Yes. Yagami will very much loves to bring up the fact that Sawa is dead a lot in this game. A lot. Which is, it's, I think it's because of what happens in the first game with Emi Terasawa, yeah. yes. where she was murdered after, you know, he defended the, the one dude, and then her memory is basically gone. Right. No one remembers her. Right. Except for Yagami. Right. And he doesn't want the same thing to happen again, so he keeps bringing her up, being like, you can't just let her memory die off because, you know, you feel like you're justified in what you're doing. Right. You made her a victim in this, and she is basically collateral on everything that's happened so far. That is on you. You can't, you know, place that blame elsewhere when you are involved in this. And he, like, keeps bringing up, like, I saw her when she, like, I saw her body, and she had tears in her eyes. Mm -hmm. Like, she was scared. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope, nope, that's bad. Nope. Nope. Um, but also, like, the police are like, mm, what if Kiwana's actually the one who killed Sawa? Yeah. What if we just got rid of all the, like, surveillance video that showed everybody else there? Because you, you befriend the mm. Yokohama detective by the name of Watanabe, who you meet at the original crime scene of Mikoshiba, he basically and, was a gumshoe. Yeah, essentially. He's basically your Date for this game, essentially. Yeah. And his whole thing is that, like, you know, we couldn't talk to Ahara because the Tokyo PD was, like, had him under lock and key, so we couldn't investigate that. And now everything with this whole Sawa case is being very weird and truncated because, you know, people up top are basically throwing out evidence and we can't do anything about it, so we don't know what's going on. Everything's real messed up. The whole system's just a mess what is happening so that leads you kind of into the second part of like the weird twists and turns where you find out about public security mm -hmm. which is basically the japanese you know version of like the fbi the cia the nsa stuff like that and their whole thing is that they want to get kawana and silence him essentially so like they're gonna get him into custody and just have him have an accident accident quote unquote and the person who's leading public security is this guy named bondo who's also trying to like persuade uh reiko kusumoto the mother of mitsuru who's now like the vice health minister into helping him and like giving him information because they want like control of like pension mm-hmm yeah, there's like a several trillion dollar pension that they can gamble mm -hmm. with, basically. Yeah. So they want they want to have a hold of that. She's the one who has a hold of that right now. Yep. And also they, they kind of think that she has something to do with Kawana. Mm-hmm. And she's eventually going to like try and turn herself in and everything. But then Mitsuru wakes up and she's like, oh, I can't do that now anymore. <laughs> can't make him son of a murderer. Yep. Yikes. But the, the other thing that revolves around public security is that like they realize like, you know, they've been basically looking the other way when it comes to rk so like someone right. from public security has to be kind of like pulling the strings here and you learn that soma is basically been an undercover agent for them since dating back to his days in the tojo clan and the the nikio consortium yep and his whole deal is basically that like you know they wanted 
to keep all of like the former Tojo clan people in line and have an eye on them. So they created, he created the arcade network so that he would have basically control of all of them and have, keep an eye on everyone. And that way, you know, they wouldn't like branch out into society and cause even more chaos because they're unruly now because they don't have laws or families to look forward or to look after or to, you know, respect and all this sort of stuff, which is just like, (laughs) yeah, I've seen people be like, Oh, I think that's a good idea though. And I'm like, no, no, do not, do not be all for state run criminal Games. organizations. Yeah. 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 This is bad. But like I'll his s- whole deal as well is just like, you know, he's okay with getting his hands dirty because he's going around murdering people and doesn't care. Yeah. He does not care. Also, he stabbed Kaito twice. He did. And that's not cool. And by the time Kaito got to be okay, he's like, all right, I am ready to f- up come mm-hmm. on you stab me um i also think that um one part that i think i think that was interesting about the rk whole situation was um when um was it akisu yeah um when he has his realization of like oh god if he's undercover now i know it he's gonna kill anybody who knows this like he starts panicking because he's like he's gonna have like this place bugged. He's he's gonna be listening in on us. We have to get out. He's gonna kill all of us. And then immediately, as soon as he says that, here comes two cops, quote unquote. Yep. People in cop uniforms, and they just blah blah blah, blah, blah and just light him up. They unload on him, but like you can, I forget who his English voice actor is, but like you can hear the panic that this character has in his voice of like, oh no, oh god, we gotta mm-hmm. go. Yeah. He's like, it's it's over, it's over. Like that was all messed up, and I thought the way they used Tomo was interesting as well because, like, I feel like near the end he almost becomes like, like a horror villain at some points, just because like he'll just sneak in places and like you'll just be like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, this is bad. He's here. Yeah, I mean, he kind of did. Like when he showed up on the boat, I was like, oh Jesus. Or when oh, he shows no. up at the, the Mikoshiba murder site. Yeah. Oh, that was scary. Especially mm-hmm. with the paintball thing. <gasps> I swear. I was like, oh, God, he just murdered a teenage girl. Yep. Oh, no. he Because, I mean, he didn't even hesitate when it came to Sawa. So I was like, oh, he's she's done. Or or uh, the one guy that worked with Kawana, where he just snuck up behind him and slit his throat. Right, on the boat. Like, mm-hmm. that dude. Oh, God. Or, so like, you know, obviously with what he did with Kaito. Right. Like, this dude just does not blink. No. So He's I, going I, to get the job done no matter what. I thought that girl was dead. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I wouldn't have put it past him at this point. No, I wouldn't have either. Get, he, he, you're right. He was basically a horror villain. Like, anytime he showed up, if you saw him, you're just like, instant dread. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this dude going to do now? Yeah. Usually it's bad. Actually, always it's bad. Yeah, which obviously this isn't the first time, like, a Yakuza-style game has done the whole, like, someone, a cop infiltrating the Yakuza or the criminal underworld type story. I mean, that was a thing in 4. Right. But I think this does it in a very different avenue. Mm-hmm. Where like obviously Soma's just gone completely like off the rails to the point where like he is very much entrenched in the the criminal underworld where 
but he's he's protected by public security and the fact that he can just do whatever he wants and get away with it yeah and there's no care in the world despite like if i have to kill people i have to kill people i don't care no one's gonna you know there's no one's gonna find out about me i am protected i have the power here which like even like the the paintball scene i think is very much a power play of just like oh, yeah. i'm going to shoot this girl and oh it's pain and everything but like it's very much a I can do this whenever I want, and you know that. Yeah. Um. I forget. Was it Kaito? It's like, oh yeah, it's gonna bruise us better than a shot. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Maxwell agrees. Row row. <laughs> He's just telling you his opinion. Yeah. Thanks. I it's appreciate like, yeah. his good opinions. He saw a lot of that game. Yeah, he saw all of that game. Um. So yeah, like, and then basically the game wraps up in a way that, like, you know, you kind of expect. There's a big courtroom scene where they have the appeal of Ahara's uh, guilty verdict, and that's where kind of everything kind of comes out in the open. Mm-hmm. Some of it, mostly the Ahara stuff, not everything in general. Right. Because then, like, afterwards, you have to go find where Shinya Kawai's body has been frozen and kept by Kawana. Yep. And get there before RK gets there. Also, Kawana's plan B is always plan bomb. Plan bomb. He he says it very strictly. Plan B. Yeah. Plan boom. Boom. Kaboom. Kaboom. Because Kawana is very, very adamant that, like, he does not want Kusumoto to go down. Mm-hmm. He does not. He wants her to stay, quote unquote, clean. Basically, like yeah, he's like she suffered enough. She doesn't need to suffer more. Yeah, that's like his big thing is that he really needs her to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I do. I do. Let me try that again. Um. I I thought it was interesting that um the the locket had the the SD card in it. And um, we got the explanation about the worm, the worm and how Yagami's basically just like, ah, yes, I'm going to repeat exactly what I heard about worm (laughs) because I know nothing about this. But I, yes, yes, worm. This is the original video. You murdered a guy. How about that? It was very funny. Mm -hmm. Worm. Worm. He basically did, like, the fingerprints of a gun, but with worm. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. (laughs) Very funny. Uh, The only bad part about the finale was the part where the game crashed on us. Oh, that sucked. And we lost, like, an hour of gameplay. (laughs) That sucked real bad. (laughs) And I was like, all right, I guess we'll have to do this again. Yep. That was uh, very scary. Yeah, because it apparently just doesn't save... At all. Until you get to a specific spot. Until you get to a very... Spot that we were in. Ripperoni. Ripperoni. I think the only thing I didn't like about the finale is that, like, I felt like the whole thing's, like, the the Soma arc should have been a bit more. Maybe a yeah. bit more outlandish. Because, like, you just have, like, two fights with him and then he's just like, oh, I'm caught now. Yeah. And that's it. And then you fight Kiwana as the final boss. Yeah. Which is like, I thought I, I thought Soma was gonna be the final boss. I feel like those two should be like switched or something. I mean, obviously you have to fight Kawana because Kawana is very stubborn and still wants to say like, "Oh, my version of justice fairy is is you know just yeah has to be this way." And Yagami's like, "No, no, not happening." 
Um, so yeah, I think maybe that should have stuff maybe had been switched or like could have been done better because like I don't know with all the stuff the Soma had done like I he feel went like down too easy. He went down too easy. Yeah, I think that's the thing. But also we kind of cheesed our way through that fight, so maybe that that hel- that didn't help. Yeah, that was great though. But it was pretty good. You you basically just like Kamehameha him to death, mm-hmm. and and then also just like Invisahand him. And then so yeah, basically the game the game wraps up in a way where. You get saw or you get Soma. He is taken into custody. Um, Kusumoto shows up and is like, "Hey, I'm turning myself in. Kawana, you have to. I'm I'm doing this, no matter what you say." And he's like, oh, "I'm sad, mm, I'm but you have to let him go because like no, you have no evidence on him. Right. So you can't really be like, all right, you're gonna get arrested too. Turn yourself in because he doesn't want to. Nope." And you don't have anything on him, so he basically makes mention of, like, you have to sit here and watch me leave because you have nothing on me. Yeah. And that's what happens, essentially. Yep. Um, And then there's some, like, post stuff where, like, you know, Kusumoto turns herself in. She has the last phone call with Mitsuru. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soma gets taken in. They, the, um, what's her face? You know, what's Mafiyu? her face? Mafiyu and the, the other prosecutor dude who has a little bit of a, a face turn in this game after... Yep getting beat by Yagami, bust into Bondo's office, and they're like, yeah, we're looking into you. You know what's up. And he's like, oh, no, you're talking about. You wouldn't do this. This could go up all the way to people who are cutting your checks. And it's just like, yeah, we kind of already did that, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, that doesn't matter. We got your number, dude. We got your number. Um, um So all that happens. like, I'm going to stand on my own two feet, ma'am. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm going to prison for a while, so. <laughs> See ya. You, you got some time to get on your own two feet, son. Uh, um, the boys have some sushi. And also, um, an anonymous tip is called in, and several more bodies are found, and they yes. were all bullies. So those are basically the, the Kiwana bodies. Yep. The Kiwana the, bodies. And then there's also a scene in Ijincho where like there's new school bullies, but then Koda, the, ghoul, the girl who was bullied originally by mm-hmm. the, the other teens, joins up with the teens to stop further bullying which is great yeah yay uh, the was, sushi was great though i was surprised they managed to make like the the bullies turn into like less bullies over the course of that game because i was figuring like these kids are gonna just suck this whole game but then like yagami beats the shit out of them a couple of times but then it also you know helps koda fight off the bullies and get the, the rest of the class to kind of like fight against them and then eventually yeah. they're kind of just like oh we were very weren't we Everybody and, except for Akane. Yeah, Akane eventually has to figure it out the very hard way when she gets kidnapped by RK. But like, even afterwards, she's just like, "Yeah, I was real bad." Yeah, I should not have done mm-hmm. what I did. So like, and so like I seeing them. Like, no, go ahead. I was gonna say I love seeing them at the end because like they were actually really like adamant that they were gonna help this girl and like help Koda out to help this girl and so they're like yeah we've seen what this does and we're not gonna let it happen again and they even like show up at the end when like there's like fake cops that show try and stop you from heading off to find kawana they're the ones who like make like distract make it this big distraction which i thought was really good right nice and like this game does the i the the thing i like in stories where like i think midway through when um the the first kid the the main dude bully um begins to realize hey i was real to coda 
And yeah. Yagami's like, you should, you should probably apologize to her. And he apologizes, and she does not accept it. She just walks right. away. And yeah. he's just like, Ugh. But Yagami, like, kind of tells him, like, hey, that was big of you to apologize. Like, you should, I mean, hey, that doesn't mean she's going to accept it. It doesn't mean she ever has to accept it. But, you know, you did something good here. And I like that in stories where, like, you know, not everyone is going to get forgiveness. Like, I think, obviously, as we see later in the game, like, she has forgiven them, I think. Or at least, right. you know, something has happened. But I'm very, I, I feel like I'm more invested in stories or at least interested in stories that, like, look at the way that, you know, how forgiveness can be between characters. Because it is very realistic to, you know, have people who just aren't going to forgive other people, regardless right. of what happens. Regardless right. if they turn over newly, regardless if they apologize you know, vehemently or not. So I thought that was a really good touch there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But yeah, I was, I was, I think the moral of the story, I was surprised that they were able to give Make those kids, kids a, give those kids kind of a redemption arc in a way. Yes, I agree with you. Because I was not expecting that. Mm -hmm. And they ended up being good kids eventually. Yeah. And especially because, like, Coda's, like, this shy kid who's, like, you know, very timid and everything. But then, like, by the end of it, she's like, I'm going to go help this kid who's getting bullied. Like, yep. I'm not going to let them do this. I'm not like, going to stand for this. She's the one that steps up and is, like, in charge of mm -hmm. stopping that bullying. She's impressive. Yeah. Good for her. But, yeah, the boys get sushi. Boys that's get your, so that's your credits. That's your credit scene where the boys have to play Junkin to to eat sushi, and then a cat steals Kaito's sushi. Rip. Which is pretty funny. Very very funny. Um, also we get the return of of the arcade man. I forget his name. Higashi. Higashi, such a good character. I wonder, like the way he he phrases the sushi thing at the end. Like I wonder if he's going to start working with Yagami. I also wonder that. Because he says, like, here's sushi, courtesy of the Yagami Detective Agency. Yeah. When he rolls in, so I was like, hmm. And I mean, like, he basically works with them anyway. Yeah. They're definitely, like, they're still kind of, like, turds to each other. But they're oh, they yeah. are more, like, willing to come together, I think, in this game compared to the first game. I think it's hysterical how neither of them use honorifics towards each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's pretty um, good. But he's he's so good, and like the the one time that he's like um, hitting on Saori is really really funny. Yeah, because <laughs> he doesn't realize it's her, right? Yeah, he doesn't realize until like someone like uh, Mari says something, and he's right. like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like he, him, and um, and uh, the uh, Leomon guy, Tesso, Tesso. Yeah, both of those dudes were just like fantastic, fantastic, so well written. Like Kaito is also still phenomenal, and I love him to pieces. But like those two are just a plus. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the whole thing it wrapped up in a satisfying way, and I, I like the boys getting sushi, and I like the that we're seeing that that the bullies are trying to fight back on bullying. Yeah. Um, and even like the school stories like ultimate ending is a pushback on bullying essentially yeah which is cool I agree 
Yay! Bullying's bad. Yep. True, and that's for true. Also, don't murder people. Also, don't do that. Um, yeah. like, like I said earlier, like I'm surprised there wasn't anything that they did for Yagami here. Mm-hmm. Just in case they need to have an out for Yagami. Right. So I was surprised it kind of just wraps up with a nice little bow and that's it. Right. But I guess we will have to wait and see where everything goes. I mean, if who they... would make the most sense to like be the next playable character if... Sugiera? If... That's what I was thinking. He's the only one that would fit like the... The play style. The play style, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Is that he's he's the most natural fit to be like the the next protagonist if we have to have a next protagonist. Yeah. Like even at the end, like he was the only one that got super far with us in the in the final dungeon area because he's the only one that could actually like <laughs> parkour. Par- parkour. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, it's just one of the things we have to wait and see because obviously. They're not gonna. They're ma- they are working on the next Yakuza a game now, right? Um, so Judgment's going to be a, a year, probably like two years, two to three years off if they make mm-hmm. a new one, right? So what? The, and I'm, I'm assuming at some point they'll probably just like get things wired down with the the management company. Yeah, the management. Or at least I'd hope so. At least. Yeah, and I mean, from what I heard, and this could be completely wrong, um. Some of it was an issue of they wanted to make sure that, um, which is wild because we had him in the weird vampire costume a lot, um, that there was no way that like his likeness could be used in ways that they did not approve of. Mm-hmm. Which is why there's no PC versions of these games. Correct. Correct. Um, which, and like Sega said, wants to make PC versions of these games because they've done it for the other Yakuza games. Right. It is wild since we had him in this ridiculous vampire costume, mm-hmm. like as soon as we could, like whenever we were allowed to have disguises. Um, it's like, oh yeah, we need to, we need to not stand out. What if we're a vampire? <laughs> the um, best one. But I, I'm wondering, like, there's got to be something beyond that. There has to be. Well, the other rumor, like for like Judgment, was like the reason there wasn't karaoke was because like his contracts with the entertainment industries is so weird that like they couldn't just get that one so he could sing which is bizarre because he's a singer yeah i mean he's an actor too but he's a singer he was like in a j-pop band Mm -hmm. wildin i mean for the way like this dude talks about it uh takaya kimura like mm-hmm. he seems to like this character and everything, so like, yeah. I think if it's an issue for his management, he's gonna be like, "Hey, I probably still want to do this." Yeah. And they'll find a way to figure out a way to, for him to do it still. Makes sense. I would assume that would be the case, but obviously, I don't know the the ins and outs of entertainment management, especially in Japan. So who knows? Right. But again, we have a couple of years probably to figure all that out and right. get all that hashed out. And fingers crossed that it works out, because Yagami's a good character and I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Max uh, does too. He just told me so. Yes, he would. Uh, I think this was also kind of a good sign for this studio in particular because obviously this is the final game uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi is going to be involved with because he's moving on to a different company altogether and he's mm-hmm. gone. 
Yep. But, you know, this was directed by someone else. You know, he it was mostly written by other people. He, I think he was kind of just there to be like, hey. Supervising. Supervising, yeah. So, like, I think this is a good first step to show, like, yeah. you know. We're able to do it without him. Yeah. Basically. At least I hope that's the case. I think so. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed this game. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I think the series will be fine. Yeah. It's a bummer, but I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Which I think like he hasn't really even been like directing game any of the games since like maybe the first couple. But he's oh, always wow. he's been like I think kind of like one of like the key figureheads. Yeah. In them, so. But I mean, maybe he influenced enough people that like. I mean, yeah, totally. They they know what they're doing. Um, let me see here. So like Yakuza one, he was general supervisor producer. Yakuza two, he was the original concept and general director. Three, he was original concept setting and general director, which that's basically kind of like the the title he gets for a lot of these is like general director. But he's yeah. still coming kind of coming up with like the main plot, I guess, essentially. Mm-hmm. Five, he was just general director. Okay. Zero, he was executive director. I don't know what that means. What's the difference? I, this might have been around the time when he had took like, it was in between time where he took like a bigger role in Sega. Oh, maybe. So maybe he couldn't, but he was still like the general director of the studio at this point, while also being the chief creative officer of Sega. Right. Uh, Kiwami's, he's just executive director because those are just remakes. Right. Um, Six, he is executive director. And then Judgment, it has, like, based on a story by him, an mm-hmm. executive director, which is also the same thing for Lost Judgment, but then it, it just becomes general director. So, probably fine. Probably fine. But, yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be interesting at least just to see what the next game looks like. Like, it's probably not going to look too different, but, you know, narratively and everything. like Still curious. Still curious. Uh, I will say as well, like the final thing I want to talk about with this game, unless okay. you have other things you want to talk about. Nope. Um, was the 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 cameo? Oh yes. Which we were very surprised by because they did come out and say like, hey, you know, there's not going to be anything Yakuza related in this game. Like, there's yes. no crossovers here. But then we were um, both yelling when it happened. Yes, there is a scene where you head to the Liamong, uh little area and. Tesso's there and the boys are there and you get into a fight with Kiwana and then it's Sugiera and Tesso just like sitting there watching the two of them fight and they're just like when do we stop this uh, I gave it a bit and then they like both they like, start collapsing they're like all right let's stop this now <laughs> so they yep. like get in there like settle them down and then Tesso brings them to go get some food and who is the person cooking them food is this for you to talk come in now Oh, sorry. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. It's Chow. Yes, he's the leader of the the Leo Mong, or he was the leader. <laughs> he's just sitting he's there cooking, cooking. So he doesn't have a voice actor or anything. Like he doesn't have any lines, nope. but he is definitely there cooking food for them. He's cooking food, which is what he did in in Seven as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, man, I hope that like that's just what he does now. He just like runs this restaurant, cooks and makes food and makes people happy. But he. He's like in his regular outfit. He's just cooking along. It's really good. I was so happy to see him, though. I'm not surprised he didn't have any lines, but he did not have any lines. 
Because they didn't have um, what's his face who runs survive either have lines, even though he kind of shows up for a brief bit as well. Yeah, that was strange too. He was just kind of like mean mugging you the whole yeah. time. <laughs> um, what is his name? Why do I want to call him Kashiwagi? Is that it? Is that right? That sounds right. <laughs> I'm terrible with names. You know this. I mean, I'm also terrible with names, but. But yeah. Seeing Zhao there was super, super exciting. Like, we literally both were yelling. I was like, oh! Oh, it's him! He's here! He's making food! That was that was a cool little camera. Yeah, it's Kachiwagi, you're right. Yay! I did remember a name! Finally! Because, like, if you're going to do, like, a little cameo like that, especially when you were palling around with the Leo Mong, like, it makes sense. Yeah. Just do a little thing like that and then be like, all right, cool. Yeah, because, like, um... Nobody showed up with a gamma jewel. None of like the main participants showed up, but they they those that that group had a very small part in the game. Yeah. Um. The Yakuza group didn't show up because obviously they probably don't exist anymore. Probably, well, they probably yeah. still exist, but like they didn't really have like a. They were mentioned, but they never really had like a presence in the game. Right. So. And we became brothers with the Liamong. Yes. Brothers. Brothers. Bro. Bro. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically Lost Judgment. Yeah. In a very truncated form, because that's a very long game. But It's a very long game. We had to truncate it or else we'd be here all day. Mm-hmm. I had a good time with it. It was very, very fun. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it a lot. I'm sorry it took so long. Um, no, I, had... no, I I completely understand, buddy. I knew going into it was going to take a while because, uh, I guess, hey, we we played this game through share play together. That's the reason it took so long. Yeah, and, and Alice I... has a little bit of a busier schedule than I do, and had some other stuff come up, so it was just took a little bit longer than than usual, but it made for a more enjoyable experience. I agree. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely ran like an international conference this month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I had to turn in like a tenure dossier and had a switch in boss and a lot happened. Yeah, a lot happened. Had to say bye to a friend. Mm-hmm. Which speaking of friends, friend to the podcast Maxwell is eleven today, guys. As we record. As we record. Not when it comes out, but Well, when he comes out, he'll be eleven in a few days. Eleven and Four days. 11 and four days old. So there you go. Wish him a happy birthday because he's a little man and he will be like, look at my fat face. Flat face, not fat face. In case anyone is <laughs> confused there. Look at my flat face. It's very flat, but also thank you. I'm a kitty cat. But yeah, we did. We finally got the Lost Judgment and it was super worth it. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. Yeah. It was really good. Um, Definitely. Yagami still has a stupid wallet chain. He does. Um, very good. One thing that I will say that okay. you probably did not notice, but maybe you did, the butts were much improved in this game. Well, I'm glad the butts have they, they upgraded the butts. They they made Yagami's butt look better. They made Kaito's butt look better. Like Kaito had some freaking butt cake. Like Jesus, <laughs> Kaito had a butt. Oh my God. Um, which he did not have last time. Um, but Yagami's butt at least was much improved which was good because we have to look at his butt a lot it's true mm-hmm. well after 
having a slice of butt cake. <laughs> I think we have reached the end of this episode. What a way to end an episode, what right? What a way. Yep. <laughs> ah. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment of Critical Analysis of Love Life Sunshine and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to a wealth of unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole host of bonus episodes and material as well. Yay. Next week, it'll be November. Oh, Jesus. And we'll have to sit outside in the cold November rain. But thankfully, we've got some stuff to talk about and warm ourselves up. Like games we've played recently, I figure it's a good time to wrap up, or open up, I should say, the grab bag. Oh snap! And uh, dive into that because we have to talk about games such as I don't know. You probably want to talk about WarioWare. Yeah. Or you can. Maybe some Tales. <laughs> yeah. If you want. Sure. Uh, maybe some other stuff you've been playing. I don't remember what else you've been playing, but there's probably other stuff as well. But I'll, I want to talk about. Uh, Castlevania Harmony of Descent and how that game sucks. Yeah. And also, we gotta talk about the good life. Yeah. Cause boy, howdy, that's a video game. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't beat it, so I wanna I wanna talk to you about. Oh. About I'm, it. I'm going to dive into the good life for you next week. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I couldn't get through the gameplay. It made me too stressed out. And so I'm look way too stressed out as it is. True. So look forward to all of that and maybe less, maybe more, who knows. We'll, we'll get into it next week.